Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Well, hey there, Super Nintendos. It is episode 585 of Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm your host, Seth Macy. We are joined this week by the legendary Michael Swain. Howdy, howdy. Another legend, Per Schneider. Oh, thank you. And of course, industry legend, Kat Bailey. Hi, Seth. I'm here to audition for the role of Samus in this piece. Please wish me luck. <laughs> we will get to our casting news later. But first, uh, topic one, the Animal Crossing update, by the way, wake up. Happy Christmas. 
they dropped it early. It was the 2.0 update. I woke up, had no idea that it was a thing until I started seeing it everywhere. And I was like, oh, we're taping the show today. I better play that. And I played it for about five minutes. So, Kat, wow. you played it for a little <laughs> bit more than five minutes. You have a little bit uh, more than just Isabel talking to you experience Kat's with it. Cat played it for 400 hours since last night. <laughs> <laughs> Time compression. Mm-hmm. Managed to put it all together. But no, I started playing the new update and I went to the new island with the captain and I went and got Brewster. So he's heading over to my museum right now. It is currently under construction. Nice. I went through the entire catalog and bought a whole bunch of new stuff. I got a gazebo. And I put it uh, in the middle of my little nice island construction. I got flower beds and like really spruced up my actual little garden in my house. I had Bo come over and visit me. And he was in his pajamas for some reason because it was like 10 p.m. And I was like, "Okay, Bo. And so he was just walking around. (laughs) Apparently, your villagers will roast you if you are if you have roaches, which is pretty great. Oh, wow. And I went ahead and also, what did I do? Oh, I tried out island ordinances. And so, oh, yeah, so now I get more money for selling that? stuff. Yeah, no, decrease. I um, I did the, I, I had checked in last time we spoke about the Animal Crossing update. I went back in and I killed all the roaches. And I'm so happy about the ordinance because there were just so many weeds and in corners where I would accidentally pick up items if I pulled them out, you know, like I have items placed around and like, so the ordinance to let the villagers uh, weed and clean up the town is just a godsend. Thank you so much. Uh, Uh, I think it also makes the flowers grow faster though, which is actually kind of annoying. Oh, I see (laughs) that because they also water everything. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to, uh, I I checked in, I had to, uh, I had forgotten that I planted a ton of pumpkins. So I got that and then uh, had villagers visit my house. Luckily no roaches. and then I don't have any lamps yet, so I got to do all that stuff. But yeah, my museum is under construction. So um, and then the the gyroids cat, you basically you get fragments now and you have to plant them in the ground and then you have to water them makes a little, you know, not a sparkle, but it's got a little cloud above them. And then presumably they grow into big gyroids. Yeah, I, I don't know how it works necessarily, though, because I planted one and watered it, but I don't yep. see any sparkle or anything. There's like a little poofy cloud that it, that appears hmm. above it. Like it's it's very faint, so it doesn't sparkle like the rest of the stuff. Hmm. And then, Maybe uh, I did it wrong. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you can water something wrong, though. <laughs> I might have planted it in the wrong location. Sometimes it can be really yeah. finicky about what can grow. Yeah, so gotcha. Gonna... Well, yeah, some data mining on that. Get, get yeah. on it, please. The, yeah. the the one annoying thing was unlocking all the upgrades at the uh, at the terminal. You kind of mm. got to do everything one by one, right? You spend your miles to get all the new features and all the upgrades, and so it's like it's very road and very classic Animal Crossing mechanical. But you know, you do it once; it's like five minutes. Yeah, it's very Same. typical of Animal Crossing to waste your time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> are you are you into Animal Crossing at all, Swam? You know when a game completely passes you by and you're happy that everyone's having a great time, but it just sounds like a string of nonsense. Uh, I do love base building, so I don't know why it didn't really get its hooks in me. I play a lot of Nintendo, but I think during pandemic when everyone was turning to Animal Crossing, I was 
catching up with No Man's Sky because I heard of, oh, yeah. there were so many quality of life improvements. And that game really is robust and scratched that sort of like chill out synth wave itch for me. Nice. Uh, and Animal Crossing, I haven't tried literally because people talk about the legendary number of hours that will immediately steal from your life. And I can't really handle it. That's like making me gun shy. I have liked things like Stardew Valley. I mean, I have an epic Minecraft castle and I have an epic, you know, fallout vault. So I like building, I like building up a little nest. Mm. I'm sure I'll get to it eventually, but no, I've been doing uh, Metroid dread. So hopefully we'll talk oh, about that. that you know, nobody's going to fault you for that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would say, uh, sorry, I would say mm. Animal Crossing is one of those games where the hours played sneaks up on you. It's not like, yes. you know, That's exactly what for I was example, say. in the news, Persona 5, right? Like where, right. you know, you're in, if you want the full story, you're in for a hundred hour quest and Animal Crossing mm. is like, it's one of those games you can play for a couple of minutes and then before you know it, you have a hundred hours, yeah. but it doesn't feel like you have to stick with it. You can get out, like it can, it, you, you can get out at any time and then they you, back. you can quit anytime. <laughs> it's real. And the cats first in the cradle. Free. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I've heard great things about the update and it might be a really good time for me to finally give it a shot. I know I have to eventually. And I know at some point it will consume some. Chunk yeah, of my it's life. the law. But let you me ask, because uh, <laughs> our, I mean, this morning, even at the, the like group meeting we all do every morning, the guides team had so much cool stuff in the works related specifically to this update, but animal crossing generally continuing support there. Uh, and that's not just a blatant self plug. I also wanted to ask if I'm jumping in for the first time with this update or because of this update, do you think I would benefit from the guide material or would you try to oh, tackle yeah. and engage the game alone at first? Or what do you think? No, no, no. there's no, there's no shame in going straight to the guide yeah. because there are things that you just, that you the game doesn't tell you at all. You'll oh, never okay. figure those things out. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, one reason why our guide is so popular is that it lists all the bugs and, you know, all the collectibles. So good. And, uh, you know, for for uh, for the bugs, it shows you the seasons that they appear in the fish. So yep. we have these checklists where you can check off the ones you have and you can kind of organize yourself and see. It's like, okay, this one I'll get in December. This one I have to wait until January for. Or, of course, you can cheat and just your clock or you can travel to islands and all that but hey right. the one important thing about this update is this is still the little update the big update mm. is is yet to come right this is the free right. the free quality of life and you know uh just kind of smaller right. upgrades but it i mean it feels pretty uh it feels pretty big despite being the free update yeah i yeah. put small update in air quotes because mm -hmm. it, they did a data mine it has like nine thousand new items in wow. it wow it's insane. Wow, this is the one that writing. finally adds Spider-Man, right? We've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Speaking of uh, DLC updates, remember last week when we were like, hey, remember last week we were wrong? <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust reality anymore, but apparently the updates are the last updates, even yeah. though we were told mm -hmm. last week that they weren't. The last updates but now i mean tune in next week who knows where we'll know <laughs> yeah so we, we we double checked with nintendo because like everybody reported that this is the last free update and the i think gamers just convinced themselves that that meant there would be additional paid dlc updates and so we were looking at all these reports and saying okay maybe we got it wrong and we thought nintendo had told us it's the last major update period and so we went back and double checked and said, are you sure? Does NCL know that you're telling us that? And the answer is yes. This is the last free and the last paid 
major DLC update. So right. who knows? Next week, you know, it'll be... I, I remember the last Smash Brothers game was the last Smash Brothers game, too. That's true. So, you know? Things could change, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. were pretty much done with the Animal Crossing updates. Could, could be, right? But I, I think... The idea of bundling DLC in with your subscription plan is obviously a good one, and it's good mm. to do it for the biggest games. So hopefully, it's not a, you know, it's not a, a one-off, and like they're they're now creating this sort of structure for other games as well. And you know, we talked about whether they go back to Mario Kart, but Mario Party is a good one, right? Where give us yeah. for free, give us the new boards in the future rather than making us pay for the DLC. Well, I'm sorry. I, I was just confirming, but I th- Sakurai just said today or yesterday also that he can't imagine Smash continuing without him. So, yeah, uh, I think money might change that <laughs> equation. But, <laughs> but that's quite a quite a saucy statement. Just nuts. Sakurai yeah. has a lot of personal ownership over Smash yeah. Brothers. It feels like he said in that same interview that he had tried to hand off responsibilities and then he was like no 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 i got i got to come back in so he uh he, he's very in depth in it and i think that he just has a hard time just letting go let go sakurai go but, live your uh, best life it would and be look, interesting to see if someone tried and completely bungled it like i would be oof. something to see like really not <laughs> screwed together or you know not well handled smash brothers installment but i feel like yeah. the formula is so refined at this point it would be pretty hard to mess it up but maybe it, i just jinxed us all i'm sorry oh no it's the same like think about fire emblem right like the lead designer for fire emblem left the company ages ago and like we were all wondering if the franchise would continue and he what did he do like tear ring saga or something right mm. um and like sometimes a a lead designer can be so important to the future of a franchise think about kojima right like what is going to right. happen to metal gear without kojima well they try to do a game and it just metal doesn't gear. feel right right mm-hmm. yeah but but with smash they could go back to this game upgrade the visuals for 4k and add another eight characters without him i believe maybe it won't be as well balanced i'm already salivating that sounds great there's no way this is a cash cow they're going to continue this just like they'll keep doing mario karts i'll do respect to sakurai who i think is amazing but i'm always a little hesitant to be like well this one guy is indispensable to this particular game because it takes many people Mm -hmm. making games hundreds even so there are right. lots of indispensable people, including under Kojima in the event. If we want to jump over really quickly to movies, Evangelion, like everybody gives Hideaki Anno the credit, but he had a lot of people underneath him who also had a ton of creative input. So. Yeah, and I bet Villeneuve's Blade Runner 2049 was better than what sequel Ridley Scott could have made, <laughs> just, you know, to be blunt. Like sometimes there's a benefit to switching a, a director or a leader as well. And with regards to Smash, this is not the same dev team. It's Namco making it, right? We have right. Namco Bandai who worked on this game and, and did a really, really nice job. And that's a far cry from who worked on the game before, which is why I still hold, I still have hope in my heart that there is another Earthbound someday without Itoi. It's never going to happen. Not made why would you do that to yourself? Or by well, Brownie Brown, know. right? Everything Hopefully comes all of the indie again. games that have been released in the past 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. like in the exactly. fullness of time, everything gets remade. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, one's not a perfect example is not coming to mind, but there's constantly remakes where you go, really? 
Who's the built-in audience still for that? But okay, mm-hmm. it's just it's Blood- time has come around again. I guess Blood the rain. shadow's coming back. Blood rain's coming <laughs> back. Sure. Yeah. Blood rain's coming back? We'll do National right. Treasure again. Why not? This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom. Blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, It's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, Um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, That link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. We tried so hard to ignore Blood Rain when it first came out, and like yet it's it's back again. Well, I'm glad we're on the subject of movies because we are we got some news about a Donkey Kong movie in development. Yes, mm. finally, the Donkey Kong himself. Apparently, it's going to be starring uh, Seth Rogen, who was cast as Donkey Kong in the what might have been the greatest casting news uh, presentation of all time for the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. But yeah, that's the next character apparently headed to the uh, big screen uh, reported by uh giant freaking robot which I, th- I think i wrote for them one time like wow back back in like 2011 or something but yeah this is also going to be an illumination movie and i believe they're the studio that d- is responsible for minions uh yeah. swaim's microphone there mm-hmm. if you're watching this at home 
No. What? I thought that was a Hey You Pikachu reference, that microphone. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. No, he knew that he, he saw the illumination and it. That's right. And that idea. Yeah. 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 Well, I always color code it with the mortise, so. Oh, oh, nice. oh, oh wow. That's, yeah. that's, oh, wow. Game scoop, it's blue. It's, yeah, it changes. That's awesome. Well, um, Swain, mm. one of the reasons we asked you on here, apart from the fact that we just, we all love and respect you, is uh, we were wondering if you had any, any ideas and would like to join the conversation of what other Nintendo characters should be cast in movies and who should be playing them. And you already started on a list here. That's true. I got a long list. Uh, Seth Rogen, I think, is a perfect pick, although, as you said that, it made me realize he's got to do at least one red carpet where he just wears a tie and a collar, uh, I think, to do his due diligence and represent business ape, as I like to call him. Uh, but yeah, we we were talking a lot about casting and there's a bunch of people that come to mind. You mentioned Earthbound. I think Jesse Plemons would be the perfect Lucas grown up. <laughs> you buy that pair? pollution uh yeah he was uh oh yeah he 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 was he was funny in uh in in jungle cruise and he was freaking scary in breaking bad obviously yeah um yeah okay that it's he could be a very i mean it's a dark series and like yeah Mm -hmm. i could see him yeah he's he's good i like Mm -hmm. it we were talking tom nook earlier uh, that one I actually hadn't had on my initial list, but it does occur to me that you could do really good stunt casting there and just make it Jeff Bezos, right? That's essentially. <laughs> oh my god! You have to, you, he has every product that you require to live your life, and he just gets richer and richer. Uh, Tom Nook buys the Washington Post. Tom Nook goes to space. That is so good. That is so good. Uh, let's see, who do I have that I feel like really fits? Uh, I think Birdo is fun to cast. I could see a hmm. Billy Eichner as a birdo. I could see Lil Nas X as a bird as a birdo for their like in your face sexual transgressivism, which I think is really cool about both Birdo and Lil Nas X. Um, who are we talking? I mean, Wario, everyone goes DeVito. And that's nah. not a bad choice. But no, Danny DeVito's Pikachu. Right. Oh, see. <laughs> what I was getting at is get I'd out of here, Ryan Reynolds. I'd go hard Paul Giamatti for Wario personally. Oh, I like that. Because I think okay. he can actually do the evil meanness that you need. Wah. Yeah, the wah. He has the wah. <laughs> Who picked the, the choice in the NVC doc? Who put that one down? Oh, probably I did. Uh, was okay. that Ian McShane? Yeah, that's oh, that's that brilliant. Was, that is the best yeah. Wario. I, like, I take I no, yeah, I take no credit for that because back in 2015, my old publication, US Gamer, rest in peace, uh, my pal Mike Williams did a fan casting because back in the day, Shigeru Miyamoto was asked, and he said, "Well, we should probably have twins for Mario." And Takashi Tezuka said, "Oh, and we should have a female actress playing uh, Link." And I was like, "Okay, I'm into that." But he was the one who picked Ian McShane for Wario. It's and perfect. I, like, it's I just so want to hear. I just want to hear. Really <laughs> who plays? <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot of good picks. I my favorite is actually Jason Statham as Captain Falcon. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, I could see uh, John Cena as a good Captain Falcon for sure. Yeah, yeah. I also oh, feel yeah. like Donald Glover maybe because he's got the swagger element. But maybe I'm getting mm. that off of the Solo movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Waluigi would have to be an amateur actor, uh, uh, Zachary Ryan, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's only one Waluigi, it's him. Uh, I could see, oh gosh, I should know his name. Jimmy Simpson, got it. 
um, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who plays uh, the leader of the McFoils. You know who I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him as a decent Waluigi for sure. I was thinking Very like nice. a Steve Buscemi in a, in a Waluigi. Oh, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> Steve Buscemi is getting a little old, though. though. Oh, in the recent true. Halloween, he did his meme with the Hello Fellow Kids meme. <laughs> just right. dressed that up. So, that's I love amazing. you, Steve Buscemi. You're great. Well, and then should we talk Samus? Because I know there's going to be yes. a lot of hot debate around Samus, right? Yeah. 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 I have my I, ideas. But I'm I saw a trailer for Atomic Blonde last night, and I was like, Charlize Theron. Like, oh, she's basically really going full John Wick slash uh, Charlize Theron in Metroid Dread. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. I, it looks like her, too, in, in, yeah. especially in the Prime games. Mm-hmm. I had an idea, and then I saw Charlize Theron. And I was like, oh, my idea is stupid. But I was, and I can't remember the woman's name who was in the last Terminator movie that I'm the only one who thought was pretty good, uh, who played the time traveler, half-human super soldier, whose name I, mm. I think she'd be a great. Well, that was a, that was a great pick, Seth. That's Thank why we you. have docs. You all know yeah. who I'm talking anyway. about. <laughs> so that one woman would be a good. You know that movie that was extraordinarily <laughs> yeah. unpopular that everyone hated. Ah, there. Ah. I I I forgot I forgot that one. I only remember the uh, Christana Loken Terminator lady from the third one. I again have some probably some recency bias because I just saw last night in Soho and liked it a lot, but. I was thinking Thomas and McKenzie because she has that uh, like open eyed wonder at the universe exploratory vibe that I think would read really, really well through. It's like the diff. It's the opposite of the Batman effect, right? They got to be able to play Samus, but they also got to look really good through the tiny part of the face that you actually see in the movie. And got to emote through that tiny visor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for Batman, you need that mouth jaw game or it's, Mm -hmm. we're not going to buy it. And I think, uh, yeah, I think Thomason could really pull it off. I also could see Michaela Cole. Do you guys know Michaela Cole from uh, Chewing Gum? I do not. I don't. Oh, okay. Go- Super Googling. good. Googling. <laughs> Google. Worth a Google. But yeah, in both cases, I'm going for like, because my favorite part about Metroid is, well, first of all, the little theme that when you get a new item, <laughs> that it's <Yeah>. just <laughs> eternally releases dopamine in my brain forever. But also the the feeling of sheer exploration i mean that's what a metroid base you know metroidvania is all about right unlocking the new thing and being like i wonder what's over on that side of the map uh and i think that would be like core to any kind of metroid movie so i'd really love to see either of them yeah what about what about your link pick link is tough uh yeah i for like the I think if you're going young Link, and they still might both be aging out, but there's your more obvious picks like uh, Timothée Chalamet or whatever. That's, or, uh, that was my pick, but I'm glad Finn you Wolfhard. said his name because I don't know how to say yeah. it right. But uh, I could also see, um, if you're just going for vibe, I think I could see a John Boyega as older Link personal oh okay um and i'm mainly getting that off of his performance in attack the block so maybe he's too old now because attack the block's old Mm. but there's one that movie doesn't need a sequel and their attack the block 2 apparently is in the works so (laughs) everything will get brought back or sequelized or something yeah Uh, anyone else have a a good link i'm with tezuka it should be a woman i think it should be emily blunt as good action hero blonde I could totally see Emily Blunt. That's yeah. pretty funny. Actually, yeah. All the best Link cosplayers are always women. The, yeah. uh, the old I mean, Link to the past. 
Also would make the Peter Pan connection, I think, even more. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, look at it. Pardon me. Someone disagrees. The, old, that, the greatest uh, commercial of all time, which is the Japanese Link to the Past commercial, Link is played mm. by a woman in that. Yep. So. That's right. Here, do you have uh, any ideas of who you, sh- who you would like to see cast as Link? No, I, I, I like your ideas. I, I was thinking like Jamie Bell or someone who's done, you know, he's voiced Tintin in the past. Like everybody always went to Orlando Bloom in the past just because of the um, the Lord of the Rings Such connection, right? It's like, lame. well, there's an elf. Yeah. Um, no, no, now. like uh, I, I feel like, first of all, you know, Link is going to, would have to speak in a movie, um, even though that, that would make people mad, but it's just got to happen. Um, so I'm, uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm cool with with Emily Blunt's actually a good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to make pick. people mad. Tom Holland. Though. Then we can have two fan bases that are mad about Tom Holland playing Tom a Holland character. Is, <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland is everything. This, Chris, Chris Pratt obviously is going to be all of these characters too. Yeah, my last uh, casting would definitely be the Island Boys as, in the Ice Climbers movie. <laughs> Nobody. Uh-huh. I, Never heard of the Island Boys until three days ago, and now I see them referenced every ten minutes. So oh, it's very strange. are these the oft-memed viral Island Boys? I think yes, I also the... just became aware of the Island Boys. Okay, I never yeah. heard of them, and now I hear about them constantly. Now. So Great. Yeah. I get that's this. another one to Google, kids. <laughs> yeah, Google. I guess I, Google or I should Island say Google Boys. that one old because I think the no. kids are well aware of. There they are. There they are. Ah. <laughs> just watch this on YouTube. Look at that Ice Climbers movie no, right there. No, they're the Hammer Brothers, man. They're clearly the Hammer Brothers. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. I, I love the, the discussion around Donkey Kong because like Donkey Kong is often forgotten uh, when we talk about Nintendo's big franchises because it's Nintendo's hasn't handled it well over the years and obviously there's uh, Donkey Kong appears in Mario games and there's this constant crossover but like I firmly be- believe DK has the chops to be up there in sales with the biggest Mario games and, you know, like and Mario Kart. I feel like if Nintendo invested the time and money to make a Donkey Kong 64 style open world game again, I think DK would be humongous. It's yeah. remember, it's only been brought back recently as these super bone hard side scrolling games when nintendo oh yeah double nintendo double dipped and made them easier because you know they, yeah. they figured it wasn't reaching enough people and like the time is ready for dk to really step out bring back the donkey kong racing concept if you're not making any more mario kart games for switch uh, or um or make a, a full 3d one odyssey team hear me do it. hear me out pair dk rpg where okay. all the family members are party members. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, that works. Cranky's like yep. a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, Funky. The, uh, tank. What was it called? Tropical Freeze, I think. That yep. was, yeah. It was quite good. But oh, they're yeah. great. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. It really reminded me that I think what makes Donkey Kong distinct. And you're absolutely right that if anything, Donkey Kong and all associated characters and tropes like bananas and barrels and whatnot, bananas? way, way more cohesive than Mario, anything Mario has going mm. on, which just seems That's like true. a cavalcade of random items. <laughs> and the lead is just like a middle aged guy. <laughs> it's very bizarre. I was but, thinking, I was thinking uh, about Mario just think really about, likes mushrooms. Yeah, and you know, how funny the like name that. is Super Mario. Like it's just yeah, the yeah. name of a guy who's like the Super Dave Osborne. It's like a hilarious name. You don't think anything of it. Well, why is his name Donkey? Anyway, it, it doesn't make sense from any, any angle, but I do find Donkey Kong, the world, very cohesive. And playing Tropical Freeze just reminded me that he has something distinct to offer, which was like 
Mario jumped up and down. So core to gaming. Many great games <laughs> involve that. Um, Sonic moved faster than the screen could move or whatever, moved horizontally. And uh, Donkey Kong has a different kind of jump that is modeled after an ape. Like he does the, <laughs> yeah. long, the long volley jump and it changes everything about platforming. And I think that plus the other like elements that are very iconic, like a mine car ride, like, you know, collecting bananas in huge rooms. These could all translate to a, a 3D platformer really, really well. I would love for, to see that. Yeah, For sure. And Donkey Kong has, you know, and you see this especially in the in the retro games, right? Donkey Kong has the ability to hang on to, like, walls and ceilings. Like, it's mm. something that Mario doesn't do very often. Like, he can do the great stuff. But, like, it's yeah. just so built into these games now. It would be really great in a 3D space, like, to be able to explore in all the different directions and... They could they could do what they did with Galaxy with like you know spheres and yeah I want oh, one yeah maybe like uh, Marvel Spider Man but instead of shooting you're just swinging like a like a monkey oh through, yeah through a oh, city or something yeah. open world yeah Donkey Kong is exploring New York City oh, there, you there you go things don't usually end well when a giant gorilla explores New York City so we might well that's that, but. That's it. Nobody's expecting the happy ending. So it comes. Yeah. What if it's New Donk City? Then it's okay, right? There you go. Better. Yeah, that's right. One of the best segments in gaming of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> what is Donkey Kong's relation to King Kong? Is there any can well, like establishment? That's a, that? that's like, funny because in Nintendo cousins. history, Universal actually sued Nintendo over the over the character of oh, Donkey Kong, right? And said that you're just ripping off King Kong, and. <laughs> Nintendo was able to defeat Universal and get damages from that. Yeah, they're a like, result. he wears a tie. Come on. Think about it, though. It's so funny. Like, Nintendo said Donkey Kong, the title, the name, you know, somebody looked up stubborn like a donkey in Japanese or stubborn, and it said stubborn like a donkey, and that's how they grabbed Donkey Kong. But there's no excuse around the word Kong. It just no. isn't. No. There isn't a thing called a Kong other than King Kong. <laughs> And they won that lawsuit. It's amazing to me. I think it had to do with the fact that maybe Universal didn't actually own the rights either. Like there was something. Yeah. Like there's some esoteric fine print stuff. Open domain at that point or or the public domain rather. But if you watch the episode of Captain and the Game Master where they go to Conga Land, the writers of that show clearly did did not know anything about Donkey Kong and based it entirely on King Kong. And uh, Mm. because he's a giant ape. And I'm surprised they didn't get sued for that. But famously hey, accurate, Captain N, the game Captain master. N. Look, I woke up every Saturday morning so excited to watch that <laughs> horrible, horrible show. And even then, I knew it was bad. Like Mega Man just said Mega Mega, and that was all. The <laughs> just like in your I favorite see a Pokemon. Game. Pokemon. Why is he a Pokemon? <laughs> I, I I love that these you know these obviously these legal name challenges are going on all the time, right? Like if if they're if there hadn't been a conflict over the name Pocket Monsters in the past outside of Japan, we might all be calling it Pocket Monsters by its full name and not the abbreviation Pokemon, right? And there's tons of examples like that. It's, it is quite amazing that Star Fox is called Star Fox despite the conflicting marks in Europe. Like it was called Lilith Wars over there and all that. And Star Wing, oh, yeah, remember yeah. that? And yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Well... Let's talk about what's out this month because we were talking about Pokemon and it just so happens that there's a big old Pokemon game, actually two big old Pokemon games coming out on November 19th, I believe, which is Friday. That's when Black Friday kicks off. And as the commerce editor, I am 
well aware of what happens on November 19th. <laughs> but uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, or is it the other way around? It is not the other way around. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, yeah. I always get them messed up. I'm looking forward BDSP. to them. Wait, say that again? Oh, BD- BDSP. I like that. I'll remember that until the end of the show, which wait, I will forget it. Hey, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is out on the 12th. I wrote that it's out on the same day. I was, I was way off. We have our review out. It is live right now. It is re- reviewed by Liana Hafer. Uh, she said the writing leaves a bit to be desired, but the quote, if you're looking for a meaty, demanding, endlessly deep, and overall outstanding JRPG to sink your teeth into, which... Turns out that I am. Shin Megami Tensei 5 has heaping portions of it, and I love a good heaping portion of anything. So we also should probably point out that we know the uh, <clears throat> Shin Megami Tensei community isn't happy that the review points are rather compares it to Persona. Every it, review, not just this review. Well, yeah, it, keep going. Yeah, it yeah. should be uh, pointed out that the review is very, very positive, and the score is eight, which on the IGN scale is great. Great. So, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean per- Persona was a Megami Tensei spin-off, right? I th- I think yeah. even wasn't it Kat that the first time they used Shin Megami Tensei as a subtitle was like Persona 3 or something? Um I Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember all that, but like they obviously it's it's one of those things where the the community around this franchise is quite passionate and so it's like, you know, if you're a diehard Donkey Kong fan, and people keep comparing it to Mario, like your your knee-jerk reaction is gonna be like, you know, judge it on its own merits. But I, I think Liana was was trying to make sure that people had a frame of reference. And Persona 5 was a huge hit, right? Like that was the oh, biggest yeah. hit in this entire Megami Tensei world. Um, and so, you know, obviously it's uh it's it's gives people a frame of reference if you say it is very similar. Uh, no, it's not very similar. It's very, very different. And like Persona does certain things better. And, you know, Megami SMT, Megami, SMT does many, many things very differently, right? It's not it's a, it's a darker, thing. more occult series, more post apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it, and it definitely stands on its own. It's a, a very deep RPG in many ways. So it, I, 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 you said, as you said, Pear, the SMT community is extremely passionate about this series. And, Tend to get really annoyed because Persona in the mainstream community gets a lot of attention, it's fair to say. So, and they're like, pay attention to SMT, which is, in our opinion, the better game. And I'm like, well, you can debate that, but uh, I I don't think that should take away from the fact that this was a very positive review. Yeah, Got an eight out of ten. And SMT five, as I was saying a couple of weeks ago, great looking game. Maybe one of the best games to come out this month. So yeah. check it out. Would you say the connection between the two worlds is kind of like Ogre Battle and Tactics Ogre, where like the gameplay mm. is very different, but it's a shared universe and shared characters. Well, shared monsters. Well, Persona 5 and SMT, like they're, you know, they're standalone stories, right? Whereas yeah. Ogre Battle and Tactics Ogre are one big timeline, right? They're like multiple episodes of each. So I, I would say that and also Persona 5 and SMT, like they have fairly similar gameplay there are different quirks certainly with Mm -hmm. smt so i don't know if the comparison is strictly there but yeah and you were you were super excited and you were thinking this might be one of your one of your Mm -hmm. big games of the year right like when are you going to get going on it as soon as i get a copy i apparently (laughs) i have one coming in the mail but i've not gotten a review code yet so i gotta wait it's okay because i'm playing persona 5 right now don't hurt me 
<laughs> I love that game. Am I misremembering, or is there another spinoff series from Shin Megami Tensei, or am I just stupid? Ill I mean, there are a lot of different variations, like Devil Survivor, which is a tactics oh, okay. RPG, and Sharp kind FE. of thing. Sharp FE yeah. was the kind of mix of the Fire Emblem and, Ten- and Megami Tensei universes, so it'll never yeah. end. I no. think I'm going to pick this one up. It's, it's a meaty JR. It looks great. Yeah. Just, yeah, it looks super fun. I just want to highlight that this is a uh, a really strong month for Nintendo Switch because we're also yeah. getting the GTA Trilogy, we're getting Death's Door, and we're getting Pokemon and SMT. So if you're really into those JRPGs in particular, but also indie games, you're going to be in for a good month. And yes, I know GTA Trilogy is not a freaking indie game, but whatever. It's retro. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That little New York-based studio. They're down in the village, I think. <laughs> I wonder how they're doing these days, that little rock star company. <laughs> this will be... Um, yeah, no, there's there's a ton to play. I'm like, I'm just kind of thinking about how am I going to play this, and then Forza Horizon is, is coming out oh, yeah. soon. Like, it's going to be hard, but like, I really want to play SMT5. You know, I, I yeah. dabbled in uh, Shin Megami Tensei back in my Japan years, but like never got into it. And uh, everything so far has been looking so good, so... I'm going to I'm going to bug you a lot cat about telling me what to do. SMT5 <laughs> or Nocturne are both great entry points for the series. Nocturne just came out earlier this year. Cool. Sweet. On Switch. Well, I know what I'm going to be spending hundreds of hours doing and that's playing JRPGs. <laughs> hey, right I would like to turn to you now because uh last week we started a new segment where we talk about our top Nintendo games of all time that are on the top 100 games of all time list. And we didn't do it quite exactly correctly so we've changed it up a little bit this week we're starting with our new format where we take turns pitching a game that we believe absolutely must be on ign's top 100 video games of all time with the caveat that they are either by nintendo or were only on a nintendo console pair i think this is a little bit of a no-brainer and i will not argue against you i will cheer you on all the way but please pitch us your best of all time nintendo game okay it is a no-brainer because the game is so freaking amazing but the reason why i want to bring it up is that it's often it often stands in the shadow of its 3d brethren like people people never think about putting breath of the wild or you know ocarina of time on top 100 lists but for today's pair pick i'm going to pick link to the past yeah Force, the japanese version (laughs) i never i never played it uh, i never had the english um or American uh, Super Nintendo version. Um, there are three big reasons why Link to the Past deserves to be on a top 100, even if those other Zelda games are there, which of course they would be. Number one is atmosphere. When you, when Link wakes up in his house and he steps out for the first time, like the feel that you get from this world, you don't have a sword, you can't really interact much, but you're you're kind of being led by this voice, Zelda's voice somewhere, and it's it's set in the rain. And the atmosphere they pulled off on, on the Super Famicom, on the Super Nintendo, was so amazing and so different from what we got in you know Zelda One and Zelda Two. Like they really used this kind of atmosphere and the look and the lighting to do something special. Number two is puzzles. This game actually mm. has four dimensional puzzles. Not only do you have your standard kind of push block puzzles that you get in all the Zelda games to open doors, there this is a 2D game that transposes the world to 3D. There's actually a, a, an area in the game where you have to drop something through a hole in the floor so that it goes to the level below 
and then you can use that item there. Or there are places where you fall from one urn to the next through the levels to get to hidden areas. It's just so brilliantly realized because it's a game that's laid out in a flat 2D plane, but they play with height in it. And then the fourth dimension, of course, is time. There are places where you go between two time zones and the world is different. There's a hidden thing like you you can see a ledge in in one world and you can't get on top to get the heart so you go to a different time zone where that ledge erosion of course doesn't exist and you can step over and then warp back and it's so freaking brilliant and then third is feel the way the items the weapons the tools feel in link to the past was just so ahead of its time like when you play other super nintendo games at the time nothing felt as good as using the boomerang to stun an enemy or to yeah. use the hook shot to rocket across a, a you know a ravine or or a gap or you know the way that your your sword interacted with different uh, materials and like sprung back or stunned things it's just linked to the past it's just one of those games that just comes comes along once a lifetime certainly uh we haven't we haven't seen a 2d game this good with this kind of viewpoint and and atmosphere except for super metroid which also belongs on the list and that's it for my <laughs> pair take all right cat would you uh agree or disagree with pair's pitch i mean i think it is certainly up there it has an argument for being the best zelda game still it holds up magnificently and Pear, I just want to piggyback on this. Another reason that it's one of the all-time best is the effect that it's had on the speedrunning community. It's still very popular. And the remix that has A Link to the Past and Super Metroid, and you're going back and forth between them. Wait, what? And it's amazing how well they go together. It's like <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate with so Samus like, and Link. It's wonderful. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh God, it's so good. We're looking at footage of just beating one of the bosses. Yeah. Just like Mm. the way the game communicates, like the boss has a mask and you have to use something to crack that mask before you can damage the boss. And so you use your bombs to do it. It's just, come on. That game is just so freaking cool. Beautiful. What about you? Like still today. Oh, it's making me want to replay just watching the footage. Yeah. That's actually, (laughs) it's it's on your switch. Like I gotta, that is true. Get back to that. Yeah. It's perfectly emulated on your switch too. Yeah, it's it's such unlike a everything game. these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you either. Link to the Past is one of my favorite games. Uh, I remember my friend Nate in high school got it, and I didn't even think he like liked video games. And he's like, "No, nah, mm-hmm. this is something different. This is classic the best Nate game I've ever played." And yeah. <laughs> of course, side sideburns. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta have the chops. Oh. I have and the, uh, if you agree with that selection, I think you will appreciate the Death's Door port Switch users because uh, it owes its existence in its entirety to these this era of Link games. Yeah, I have the, the Nintendo Power right here. And one of my favorite things about Link to the Past that's not in the game was the, uh, the comic that I am unable to find right now that mm-hmm. they started. Ah, went right the manga was so good. Yeah, and I have the... Uh, Oh God, I hope it didn't get ruined when my basement flooded, but I have the collected works of it. It's just, it's super good. It's one of the best things that they put. It features Seth, that you did say, whose name you couldn't recall. Yeah, exactly. Seth, you did say that it gave us the best, find. it gave us the best ad of all time. The Japanese Also ad. true. Mm-hmm. I wish, uh, look up the Super Famicom uh, link to the past uh, ad in both Japanese and German. They remade it in a German language as well. And uh, oh. the first time I found that, I, I had dial up and I spent like 45 minutes downloading it and then sent it to my friend who also had download and then waited, you know, 45 minutes for him to respond on 
AOL instant message and being like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. And I said, dead dead Anyway, I had big plans. I was going to learn the dance and do it at PAX East one year, but it can still happen. Not too late. Yeah, that is true. Coming back. That's true. And you know, Boston's only a three-hour drive. And NBC PAX East panel. We just all do the dance number. That's right. (laughs) It'll just be the panel. It'll just be us dancing for an hour. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Come, come and look look for that at PAX East 2022. From a pairs pack pitch to cat take. Kat, do you have a take for us this week? Hi, I'm Kat, and this is my take for this week. Animal Crossing New Horizons 2.0 is out right now. And guess what? People are already time traveling. They're going ahead. They got to get Brewster. They got to go see what the gyroids are looking like. And this is what I'm going to say to you. Don't time travel, you monsters. Ooh. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Time traveling is only going to ruin your experience with Animal Crossing. The number of people who went and time traveled when the game first came out, and it was like, well, I already went to winter. I got everything literally in the game. Well, now I'm bored now. I wonder why. And I'm like, what are you doing? Animal Crossing is a game that you enjoy at your own pace. Just take it as it comes. Don't try and force it. Don't try to make it artificial. Don't try to break the world. (laughs) Just enjoy Animal Crossing. Now, I would never tell anybody how they should be playing the game. Enjoy the game however you want, but also don't time travel. Come on. <laughs> That's my cat take for this week. I, I never, with this incarnation of Animal Crossing, I never once time traveled. Um, so I, I hear you. It, it feels like at first I didn't want to time travel because I, wor- I was worried I would screw something up where like my, mm. my turnips are rotten or something. But like it just became a, just became a thing where I, I just never wanted to do it. And like when I signed back in, and Brewster goes, okay, I have to send, set up my museum for a split second. I'm like, man, I can't talk about it on NVC because he's not going to be done. And so I thought about it for a second. And then I was mm. like, no, it's fine. You made the right choice. Yeah. Also, I, I looked at my Animal Crossing bank account. I had 16 million bells. And I'm like, I don't oh remember. My gosh. I don't remember what, why I was hoarding that much. So it was very easy to buy the uh, storage upgrade, which I think was like 500,000. Fair. Wow. Can you give me some of those monies? Because oh, yeah. I, I'm a little, I'm a little bells. light right now. My island literally has an entire row of money trees. Ah, the money the, trees. The front, front row that I never harvested. So, yeah, I planted I'd... fruit trees everywhere so that I could sell the rare fruits that weren't native to my island. And then uh, I went and got my island. Uh, I asked Isabel what people thought of my island. They're like, ah, it's too many trees. We keep getting lost. <laughs> it's like on a, a fundamental. On a fundamental level, I just don't really understand time traveling because it's gamifying Animal Crossing in a way that I find kind of obnoxious, actually. It's like, it's not a competitive thing. You're not <laughs> speed running. You don't need to go and have the absolute best villagers. Like, it is a little world that you can peek into. It's a lifestyle game that you can pop into from time to time. It's yeah. That's how it's designed. And so people are breaking the game runs. and then going, well, this <laughs> Man, game isn't as good as I thought it would be. Okay, that, it's I agree the second with you part. there. Yeah, yeah, the second part's the problem, yeah. but I would be fine watching someone be like, pick a random goal or endpoint and then just any percent uh, animal crossing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. I think that'd be delightful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I, like I said, people can play the game any way they want. They're just playing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> You yeah. sound like and you weren't the type of kid who would open every single panel on the advent calendar on like December 12th. 
That's what? What, see, Absolutely I not. I need to be surprised every time. I, my yeah, brother always did you. that. It drove me nuts. He would yeah. he would actually <laughs> open the back and eat them all so that the calendar <laughs> tunnel through the back of the yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm like, is, Don't that, you wanna, is that legal? People, <laughs> people are like so spoiler adverse, but then they time travel. I don't understand. Just enjoy the surprise. Yeah. I, I've been tempted, but I'm like, no, I don't want to ruin it. And it's like Good you said, it's, you're supposed to just drop in. And and then sort of mm-hmm. enjoy it and, you know, drop in and then spend like four hours just wandering around, digging holes and shaking <laughs> trees. But yeah. All right. That, yeah. Very, very good take. Folks, don't time travel. You're messing up the, the time space continuum there. There's consequences in the future that we don't even realize are happening. So we're going to go to a news blast right now. News blast. We're just going to go through the news as fast as we possibly can mm-hmm. because we have plans for the second half of the show. Boom. Nintendo has sold 93 million Nintendo Switch consoles. That is 8.3 million this quarter alone, which is what? Uh, 75% uh, of the Wii U sold in the entire lifetime of the Wii U, which I think was 13.5 million total. 6.4 million of those were Switches. 1.8 million of those were the Switch Lite. On track to eclipse the Wii, which sold 101.63 million units in its lifetime, uh, probably this time in, in the next quarter, given the Christmas rush and everything, it'll, it'll eclipse that. Long ways to go to beat the all-time leader, which is the PS2. Yeah, but it is, it is already the seventh best-selling console of all time, which yeah. is pretty remarkable. And you also know Nintendo's going to cheat and call the next Switch, Switch something. And so they'll roll right. all the unit sales into each other like they did with the DSs and new they, Nintendo they Switch shot Pro XL. They have a shot at that top spot. I it's worth pointing so. out the comparison to where this the Wii was in year five, which was 2011. The Wii was dead by then. Like, yeah, okay, Skyward Sword came out, but yeah. Skyward Sword was that was it for the Wii. Mm-hmm. And then yep. it's the same with the Wii U. The Wii was very dead uh, by 2016, but by contrast, in 2021, the Switch is stronger than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And that and and Seth that that compares like the PS5 obviously is the the big competitor now and like we are I firmly believe that if Sony wasn't um inventory constrained the PS5 would actually outsell the Switch on unit oh, absolutely. sales every yeah every, every month. month not not just on dollars right like they have been um but the PS5 is at 13.4 million now yeah. I think that was the latest number and yeah. Xbox we have to estimate it's something around 8 million just they, under they 10 estimate, or something yeah. right but like it's a lot. Yeah, the, the Switch is a mm. huge success. Like that is, it is not apples to apples and households may have more handhelds than they have traditional consoles and all of that. But it's like, that is amazing. And that brand is here to stay. Just like Nintendo was, you know, tried to lengthen the Wii's life cycle with uh, the brand with Wii U. I bet the next machine will be called Switch. Switch U. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, God, no. The Swatch. The Swatch. The Swatch. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, next. Oh, wait, we already talked about the Animal Crossing New Horizons update, so we'll just skip right over that. Man, that's efficient. Nintendo <laughs> Switch production is down in spite of being its sales being up. Production is down 20% due to chip shortages. The total number of units produced for the new console, uh, excuse me, for the console now will be only be 24 million through March. Ouch. Stings. That is down from a projected 30 million. So they, they are pro- Predicting that they're going to sell twice as many as the Wii U sold in its lifetime as a negative pro- projection. Nintendo reduced its annual target because of shortages too. Now's the time to buy some Nintendo stock. 
This is all because of the semiconductor shortage. Uh, we could talk about that, but this is not uh, Planet Money. So uh, you, oh, this other, this last piece of news, which I'm very excited about. You can use your N64 Nintendo Switch Online controller to play Super Mario 64 on Super Mario 3D All Stars. So now you can use did. every. Oh no, actually, I was going to say you can use every appropriate controller, but you can't because you can't use a Wiimote to play Galaxy. So. I- yeah, I already did this, and and honestly, like I I did this a couple of days ago, uh, two days ago. I played Mario sixty four with the N sixty four controller, and it worked just fine. So I assumed the the support was always in, uh, and I was surprised to see the announcement. But yeah, it it does feel it does feel more natural when you do use that Z trigger to crouch oh, yeah. and do the crouch jump and mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah no, it's uh, the the N sixty four controllers are 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 pretty pretty cool, you know. I definitely have a little rose tinted glasses and then I remember what they feel like. And like now when I'm playing it, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just, it is worse than holding a controller on the outer edges, like to have that kind of cramped style, but it, but it does feel right for Zelda and Mario. Yeah. A feeling to have that thing back in my hand, that glorified boomerang design. I know. <laughs> so funny. It's a nice little controller. I, I like the rumble on it too. It's a little. It's like chunky, old school. It's none of this. Mm. None of this. It's one of the worst controllers yeah. ever made. It's like this. <laughs> it makes no yeah. sense. It's, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, look, it was. It was cool when it came out, and it yeah. got everybody to add analog. Well, I had the an- exactly. I had the analog Thank stick. Which you. It was a pioneer. I mean, I had the Jaguar trident. controller that oh. had sixty-four <laughs> buttons on it that you could preset macro inputs on. So there's been worse. <laughs> yeah, kids in the nineties wanted those yeah. macros. We were saying, yeah. "Mom, give me macros." <laughs> Real quick, onto what we've been playing. I've been playing Fantasy Star 4 on the Sega Genesis Online, or excuse me, the Nintendo Switch Online Sega Genesis emulation. I've mm. started Fantasy Star a million times, but it turns out if you can just play it in the palm of your hand, that is the way to play a very old, uh, J- a very old and very <laughs> awesome JRPG, which looks, oh man, the OLED screen, it's everything for that, uh, those old 16-bit graphics. Man, that game is so good. The, the, uh, the localization, I'm surprised at how incredible it is like it doesn't seem bad even though it came out in 1995 but cat what have you been up to i've been playing super robot wars 30 which uh-huh. is now on the nintendo switch you can get it on steam just right away very easily but if you're a switch owner you can import the asian oh. version which is available in english Trans- it's a tac- it's a tactics rpg where you have robots from Gundam and Gal Gygar, and I think this one had oh god I can't remember the full list El Gam and all that um and it's been around for 30 years hence Super Robot Wars 30 and the series can get a little samey a little stale at times but it's a lot deeper than it looks it's absolutely gorgeous and this one in particular a big improvement on previous versions because you can upgrade your battleship you this can so tackle missions in any order they did an amazing job with the animations this time around. I am so hyped for this. So this is going to be my this is my game that I'm going to be noodling away at for like the next year or so. Oh my god! It's so funny. I'm I was just so thinking of um, I was just thinking of Super Robot Wars. I um when I switched to my OLED, I had to reinstall all my different localized versions of Super Famicom and and Famicom games that come with your subscription. Like if you make yourself a Japanese mm-hmm. account and you have a US subscription, you can actually get access to all of them. Wait, and the what? Japanese. Oh yeah, and there are lots of different games. Like uh, in the Famicom collection, for example, you have the original uh, Advance Wars, basically Famicom Wars, which I was playing a bunch. And then Super Famicom has Super Super Roboto Tyson, and it has a bunch of other games. So 
I, I should do a feature on it uh, at some point, but like I was hoping the N64 collection would have a difference with the Japanese version, but no dice yet. It's the same game. So, oh, um, well, yeah, I, I kind of, I want to play some more Super Ro- Ro- Robot War. So would you, would you say this is good? We should oh, yeah. play it. Yep. This is the uh, best one in quite a long time. Wow. Okay. I, you're going to pick up one and it's very accessible for, you know, kind of players who are new to the series and it's available in English. So I 100% recommend it for new players. Sweet. I'm going to check that out. Super Robot Wars 30. Swain, you been playing anything? Well, I actually lent my Switch and all my Labo stuff to some very small children. So for like four months, I've been without it. And they finally got <laughs> oh, bored no. of the Labo stuff and gave me my Switch back. So oh. I'm like several months behind. So as I said, Metroid Dread. Nice. And uh, Ring Fit Adventure. And then yeah. uh, it sounds like Animal Crossing. Sounds like it's time <laughs> for that to happen. Do it. It's time. Metroid Dread is, of course, so good. perfectly made. Like, not that it's my favorite game of all time, but it's perfectly made. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no yeah. misstep ever. It's just like, yeah, it's exactly what I thought. And, and the Emmy mechanics are a thing you didn't even need to put in. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> enjoying Metroid Dread very much. Ring Fit Adventure, I don't enjoy, but I do it. <laughs> nobody, nobody enjoys Ring Fit Adventure. I want to get back to Ring Fit too. Yeah, get, get rid Gotta of the, cor- the Corona Dragon. Yeah. My coworker, Red Valentine, did a good feature about how yes. Ring Fit changed a lot of people's lives, and I'm, they're yeah, the people who are like, "I love this game. I've done this in the adventure like so many times." At mm-hmm. this point, I want to talk about a game that deserves to be supported? Ring Fit. More uh, content, please. That would be a good one, yeah. Yeah, Pear, what have you been? Uh, what have you been spending your time with? Well, I I started playing Pikmin Bloom, which is a Nintendo game on your iPhone and Android phone, and it's so you can eat a hamburger. Yeah, it's made by Niantic, uh, who gave us Pokemon Go, and uh, it is a more. It is not quite as deep and clever as Pokemon Go. Like the loop isn't as exciting, but it's basically a pedometer. It's like you bring, you can use your uh, your Apple Watch or your uh, your phone to measure your steps, and while you're walking, you can plant flowers, and then other people will see the flowers that you plant. You can send your Pikmin's Pikmin on quests to get fruit back and you can feed them and and harvest the the flower power and all of that so it's cute it's well made i it hasn't hooked me and i don't think i don't think people know it exists because walking around in my neighborhood i'm the only flower guy i'm like making flowers everywhere and nobody else is and i live near high school and there's not you live in marin though not a single player. Well, it's it's just me and all the old hippies. But like, they're kids who <laughs> they're kids who go to schools and you just gotta tell them, open. hey man, flower power, and they'll be like, how does it compare to Pokemon Go in terms man. of population? It's, it's just yeah, it's just tiny. I think I mm. they, they haven't rolled this out in a big way. I you know like they, nobody even sent us a trailer to a host that should tell you something. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. Like it's actually it's actually fun. I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying it as a fitness game in that it lets you, you know, it, you you play it even when you're not playing it. But my daughter keeps sending me pictures from Tokyo where everything is overgrown with flowers where oh, cool. it's barren mm. lands. Uh-huh. And then then I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, full disclosure, I'm I'm not I'm playing it primarily on my next generation Xbox here, but I did try the cloud version on Switch because on Switch you can play it through streaming. And, and it was pretty good. I, yeah. it doesn't look nearly as nice when it's streaming and it it, it is a slightly more laggy. Um 
but it's such a great game. It's a very story and convo based game. It's very funny. The writing, the voice acting, everything's really good. In some ways, it reminds me of Metroid Prime. You do a lot of like, you know, Star-Lord Go on. To, to scan stuff, but it is linear like an Uncharted game. So oh, okay. um, it's it's really fun. I'm, I'm completely surprised by it. We reviewed it and gave it an eight in the cloud version. Yeah. If you don't have access to the other platforms, seems to be a, a good way to experience it. And then... Super Mario Party, uh, Super Mario Party, uh, Mario Party Superstars. I started playing it. Finally got uh, got access to that. It's really well made. Um, beautiful graphics and everything. Completely mean as usual. I won my first <laughs> game, but then when you lose, you never you're never sure why, right? Like it has that random element, but it's just like life. What a what a great party game. Now I'm just hoping that uh, friends are coming back and want to hang out and actually play. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see. That remains to be seen. All right. Everyone has been asking us, has been upset with us because we always run out of time for question block. Well, guess what? We haven't even hit minute 60 yet. We're going right into question block. These came straight from the uh, Facebook NVC group, which you should all join because there's a lot of great conversation there. Uh, I did notice that a lot of people saying that they're having similar experiences with Pikmin and that no one around them is playing it. So, hey, maybe Mm. you'll find somebody local and you can... uh, you can go out and plant flowers around your neighborhood. So the first one is, a, I think is a pretty easy one. This one's from Daryl W. Restley, who asks, will there be paid or free DLC for Metroid Dread? I'm just going to say, no, there won't. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 know, right? I, I agree. And it's, you know, Mercury Steam ha- doesn't have a history of creating kind of baking in DLC from the get go. And the Metroid series doesn't have a history no. in that. And, um, you know, it, it, in the end, it's like, could I imagine them releasing maybe a speedrun mode with timers or something oh, sure. or leaderboards? Sure, like there might be some some smaller upgrades like that or a different difficult difficulty mode a couple of months later. But I don't think you will get like a major story section. It's just it feels too compact and wrapped up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't I don't know where it would come in. It's not like you could add extra missions. It would yeah. really destroy the flow. No, roll, run a pl- you can run an epilogue. Yeah. Well. If the- yeah, if you could run around. Oh, oh I almost you could. said something. <laughs> Watch there. it. No, don't yeah, spoil careful. Careful. Yeah. Careful. Nope. Yeah. Never mind. I won't say that. But for those who listen to our spoiler I'm section winking. from the last episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody was very mad that we didn't put that the spoilers were in the headline. So they what? They missed the part where I said, stop listening now. Mm. So they were up. Oh, okay. Sorry. But well, you could yeah. always add Deeply another. Apologize chunk another maze i mean the names are easy enough to come up with right they're all like ferenia berenia karenia <laughs> uh gavarin you could have as many as 26 well, laps but fin- i i don't finish know it. that they will i just doubt they will yeah yeah, yeah. finish the game swaim and then see okay. if, yeah yeah there's uh, it, oh it, no! They, like Samus could. is brutally murdered. At no, the they could. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. R- Ridley no more comes Metroid. Stabs yeah. Her. yeah, no. There's um. No, there's there's always a way to add DLC quests. Obviously, look look yeah. at what they did with Pikmin um, as well, where they added DLC. But um, yeah, they could I, add I just, an expert mode, challenge mode. I mean, cool, it's yeah. already got some. It has hard mode. Boss but you rush. Shoot it up yeah. even harder. Yeah, yeah, they could. That would be cool. Yeah. So, will there be? Probably not. But there is room for some stuff there. Mm-hmm. They can they can listen to this show and you know send us their their mm-hmm. congratulatory nice. notes when they're done. James J. DeCima, this is a middle initial type of day. James J. DeCimas asks, okay, wildly premature, but 
Do we think Super Mario Odyssey 2 will be next year's E3 show closer? With no meaty DLC for that first game, it feels like they must be busy working on this, right? Mm. Super Mario Odyssey 2 at E3. Mm, I don't know. I don't I don't I think it's still too early, and I think that'll be a next generation switch. Just assuming we get a Mario Odyssey 2 at all. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, that's true. I, I could imagine a Galaxy 2 remake or something like that before mm. we get this. I think the next game to be announced, ma- next major game is the next Fire Emblem. Like the cadence yeah. is right for, you know, they got Zelda coming, so they have to announce a Fire Emblem. And then I, I really mean it. I, I do think Donkey Kong is ready for a reboot. And like the Let's rumors about the movie, the rumors about the movie kind of suggest that they're thinking that way too. So, I, so I what bet, you're saying I bet is we get Donkey Kong before we get the next Donkey Mario. Kong 65. Uh, I'll take that bet. I think we get a new Mario before we reboot yep. Donkey Kong. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I agree, it's, though. It's on. Uh, I agree, though, Pear. I think that Fire Emblem is definitely going to get announced at the next mm-hmm. E3. And in the shorter term, I think Breath of the Wild 2, like Nintendo is just kind of all hands on deck oh. trying to get that thing out right. in 2022, I think. So that's I going, if so it's going to be like anything, like, when the original Breath of the Wild was being promoted, that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to like completely take over E3's presence yeah. next year, the Direct. Yeah, yeah. Could be that Fire Emblem gets announced at the Keeleys in December, too. <laughs> oh, you think so? Uh, Video Game Awards? Yeah, the little... Yeah, I could see Jaffies. it, sure. Yeah. Jaffies? Yeah. <laughs> the Keeleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Swaim? You think we might, we might be seeing any Super Mario surprises? I'm not good at calling cadences, but it does... Yeah, Fire Emblem makes the most sense. Even I am aware of that that pulsating. Mm. But now I'll just say, if the pandemic affected it at all, it's not in the way where the game will come out sooner. You know what I mean? So even factoring that in, yeah, yeah. I think Breath of the Wild Two has got to be the priority, and I think companies are in a spot where they're prioritizing. But that is an uneducated guess. Um, oh no! I just That's know a perfectly that perfectly cromulent guess. I just think Cat made a big mistake. You never bet against business ape. I gotta say, I'm a little, I mean, I'm not worried because there's any signs that we should be worried, like internally, or we've heard news reports about Breath of the Wild 2. I'm just worried Mm. because of the way that everything has been. That might not be hitting even a 20, or might not even be hitting Nintendo Switch. Like, I don't know. I think next, I think next year, I think next year will be a big year for Nintendo. Yeah. 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 Right. I think next year is one of those years like the first year was big and I think the next year is going to be as big. All right. I mean, I I hope so. I I want more Breath of the Wild in my prediction. life. Yeah. 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 Cuz they'll also have stock, they'll have consoles to sell you finally. Mm. Oh yeah, imagine mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I'm with Pear. I I think that it's going to be a big year and I 100% of my Breath of the Wild 2 in 2022 believer, so. We're all so lucky to be on NBC in this period of the nintendo life i know that it was a little little difficult back in the wii U i know <laughs> no the wii u has plenty to love about it i and i will always apologize community. for the wii u i think the wii u is wonderful it's sitting in on my entertainment center right now it's mm-hmm. not hooked up or plugged in but it's there to remind me of the fun that we had together i remember the fun of joint covering the wii u back when it was just kind of stumbling along playing but i was I felt like I was constantly discovering new gems like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which was mm-hmm. an amazing platformer for mm-hmm. its time. and it was, really was deeply underappreciated. Yeah. And now on Wind Switch. Waker HD. <laughs> That's what originally why I put my Wii U back together. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to play through that again. I never, never got past 
looking at play metroid fusion on it that's actually a really good oh my god i forgot i have all those vc games i have golden sun i can go back and play that again yeah there you go it's the best way to play gva games (laughs) yeah that is true uh all right christopher moyer asks where do you see the nintendo expansion pass going in the future New games and retro consoles eventually, obviously, but would you guys like to see more DLC be available through the service, or would you replace the DLC for something else? And I open the floor. Well, they keep on making Tetris games, so clearly they'll continue offering multiplayer experience, right? Because you are paying for multiplayer, so they'll feed that beast where they continue to add games where the hook is multiplayer. And I, I will say, like, even the N64 expansion pack now is partially about that right you can play star fox and mario kart online now right with your friends only though you can't just drop into a lobby and play with strangers right it's there's always a little asterisk behind (laughs) nintendo online you also can't speak to anybody but um no the Uh, who wants uh, to so i i do think multiplayer gameplay will be core and i would i would expect more expansions and more add-ons like that but um and rolling DLC packs like Animal Crossing in, I think, is 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 a great idea. Now, for some people who are not playing those games, like Swain, they'll go, well, what the hell am I paying for? I'm, like, subsidizing somebody else's subscription. But if they did this for every major best major seller, like a Mario Kart or Mario Odyssey, then, then it would Breath be Breath of really the Wild cool. 2. Yeah, Breath of the Wild 2. It'd be really cool. Like, mm. honestly, the Hyrule Warriors add-ons should just be freebies because, yeah, know, as I said, like, that game is so full with stuff to do. Who really wants to buy more? <laughs> is bomberman 64 in that retro pack no not no. yet but dang be that, yeah. i mean that'd be great online bring oh, back yeah, mario so. 35 bring Dude. back mario 35 uh, way in there you know as as ign's ex nintendo 64 editor i can tell you there are two bomberman 64 games there's bomberman 64 oh, nice. and baku bomberman yeah like but nobody mm. one of them didn't come out here so people don't know the difference yeah i don't know hey, I buku baku Baku Bomberman. Oh, okay. That's, I think, the one they call Bomberman 64 here. Gotcha. There's a, there's a second one that's more traditional. That, uh, oh, wild that launch, many an hour on Baku Bomberman. Switch, yeah, that Switch launch game or Bomberman game that came out is actually pretty good. Like, I don't Bomberman's core mechanic is, is a good game mechanic. It's very, yeah. very inherently <laughs> yes. tense, especially yeah. a like PvP four player Bomberman throwdown. Oh, boy. Again, <laughs> the longer you- and longer fire chain. It's amazing. Very oh, satisfying. Man. I'm going to assume then because you did just get your switch back, you didn't sign up for the expansion pack. No, I don't even have game pass, which I guess is means I'm just flushing money down the toilet every <laughs> month. But uh, yeah, I don't have any kind of, I don't know. I'm just a Luddite. It was so comes free to gaming subscription services, or I'm completely unfettered and I'm living the right way in accordance with nature. <laughs> I still play hundreds of hours of video games a week, but whatever. <laughs> I'm all See, like free range ga- gamer. Ga- game Pass, obviously, I don't mean for this to be a Game Pass ad. Exactly. But like, I think I think the value is very very easy to see, right? Like, I everyone I, says I, that <laughs> I I played Flight Simulator, and I'm obviously going to play Forza, and there are certain games like uh, uh, you know psychonauts where i would be on the mm. fence whether i buy it or not and like oh, just paying the game pass subscription <laughs> it already pays for itself whereas like that that's still the challenge with nintendo subscription where you, you don't you don't see that value right like you mm, yeah you're, you you can't add up all the pieces because it's a more of a, like a exclusive subscription plan you get access to something that doesn't exist externally which is different different from game pass yeah 
I used to subscribe like- to Sega TV, which you plugged a coax, oh, wow. Cable. Wow. Plugged a coax nice. cable into your Genesis nice. and streamed Genesis games. And I, so I've never cool. looked back. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that was the so service for me. <laughs> it was awesome. I was envious of like reading about it in magazines. I was envious of anybody who lived in a place that supported that. Yeah, I, it was cool. You play the Wiley Wars. I think that was a Sega TV mm-hmm. exclusive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, uh, I think the only way to like legally get that now is on the uh, Sega Genesis Mini. So, wow. Maybe it'll come to the Nintendo online service. Eh, I doubt it very much. So, uh, this, hey, you're going to like this question. Oh, Ryan yeah. Fleisch. Ryan Fleischman asks, what N64 game would you like to see a remake for? Mario 64 and Zelda are obvious picks, but I feel a lot more of the N64 library would benefit from it. And be very on brand. I have an answer for this. Oh, okay. What is the, what is your, what is your, oh yeah, (laughs) we already got that. We already got 3D. Star Fox Zero was bad. No, but Uh, yeah. And it was just a pale copy of Star Fox 64. And Star Fox 64 3D was indeed pretty good and the nintendo yeah. 3ds they screwed up the voices so never forget them for that no that's true but yeah, well, uh hd star fox 64 on switch the best shooter of all time come on yeah that'd be really I, cool I, i'm into it i'd go for it and like uh ryan suggested mystical ninja starring goemon which is like yes Ooh, heck yeah good that pick. game it's a lovely game it predates ocarina of time and did many things that ocarina of time would do better later and it was limited by the hardware and like to actually have that redone with proper graphics like a true remake would be really really uh wonderful and i'd i'd add a lot of the third party games to that list like even castlevania um like they're the games where the the developers had some good ideas, made beautiful music and all of that, especially with the Konami games, they sounded awesome, but like couldn't get stuff to run smoothly on the machine. Um, but then, you know, we we just got Sin and Punishment on the N64 um, in, in our online collection. Yeah, I, th- I think that game would be wonderful with like amazing 60 frames per second, beautiful visuals. It would be just really cool to play this game again like that. Harry, you were mentioning earlier Tactics Ogre and Ogre Battle. Ogre Battle 64 oh. with upgraded visuals on the Nintendo Switch. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. I'm all for that. Any any Ogre Battle game at this point. I even have mm-hmm. the Neo Geo Pocket one, which was a spin-off. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we need that series back. I hope they I bring thought- that to the service because i never played Ogre Battle 64. I've, and I always, I've always heard about how great it is. It's lovely. I, I thought you were going to read Adam's question. That's when, when you said, Pear, you're going to like this one. Well, no, I just knew that you like Goemon. So that's oh, why yeah. I was like, oh, you're going <laughs> to like his suggestion. Well, I will read Adam uh, Banks' question. Goemon. He says, oh, the music is so good is a line I hear quite often when people discuss games. However, are there any instances of music that has ruined an otherwise good game for you or has been so out of place that it seems at odds with the game itself? And uh, if, any, if no one has an immediate answer, I'm just going to say, Every game on the Atari 2600, the sound is like getting hit in the face with somebody's butt. Like, I cannot enjoy any of those games because the sounds are so horrible. It's like, it's awful. I'll give you one Nintendo 64 game. I have to sing it. Hold on. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yoshi's story, man. Oh, that's what she's. Oh, that's what she's. That's pretty good. That's a good answer. People. People fall out of their windows hearing that music. <laughs> baby, <laughs> in your house. Yeah, it's just 
it's and Yoshi's Story is not a great game. It's a it's it's a good game. It's got some some really cool, clever moments in it. It's just not as good as you know any of the other the the, the wonderful uh, Yoshi's uh, again before that. But it's um the music is all over the place and like the the it's cute and it's cool for kids to have that hideous Yoshi voice sample. But like people got mad in our office when we played that game. They were so mad that we're <laughs> playing this game and. And Yoshi's Story actually has like it has a beautiful guitar track in one of the levels, so it's not all bad. But like that is the one that I always reference, and it comes to mind. New segment idea: N sixty four karaoke with pair. All right, uh, yeah. You can you can relive the horror that is the Yoshi's singing right now on your Nintendo Online. There's a lot so. of <laughs> bad music on Nintendo sixty four. I mean, I know that the question is what good game was ruined, but like Cruising mm. USA is a terrible game, and it also has the worst music ever it's just like somebody found the orchestra hits setting on their casting i was like hell yeah let's go and they just went with it It, one of the worst games one of the worst soundtracks yeah look the nintendo 64 famously does not have a sound chip right they came after super nes had a sony made sound chip yeah became bitter enemies and something happened uh, between one and so a company struggled with it. And so from an audio quality perspective, if you go back to Shadows of the Empire uh, now, um, you'll notice that they're looping a, a sample over and over. It's really short, a sample of the original music. It's in mono, it's crackly, it's only like 15 seconds long. And so th- that that sort of stuff bugged me back in the day. It didn't ruin Sh- Shadow because, because it, it wasn't that great to begin with. Oh my God, I don't, everyone says I love that game. Okay. Really? Yeah, it's, it's so much have fun. You, when have you played like it? Shadows. I, huh? I'm not. I haven't played it since. I haven't. I don't want to ruin no, it. I Me haven't there revisited was, it ever. The Hoth level holds up. Shadows which, has which level is that? Hoth level. The Hoth has one level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's God. the speeder bike level through the canyon where if when you beat the game, it gives you the record of one of the developers, and so that became our singular goal was to beat that record. And then we found a glitch that allowed us to cut like a like 30 seconds off our time, which I could probably never replicate again. And that's why I love it, because me and my friend just played that one stupid level with the speeder bike a million times to exploit that glitch. I want you to play it again. Like, No, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. It's like, I don't want to go. I used to, I had so much fun in third grade. I don't want to go back to third grade. I'm not pulling a Billy Madison. Along with Mortal Kombat Trilogy, it's one of those games <laughs> where we got so much flack when we first reviewed it back in the 90s. People were so mad that we weren't calling Shadows of the Empire one of the greatest games ever made. And, mm. you know, we had played PC games like, uh, you know, obviously the, the wonderful TIE Fighter, all these really good PC Star Wars games. And like, mm. I think console gamers just liked it because it was their first 3D Star Wars game. And like, it's yeah, not really good. cool. Play it. Play it. The controls, the first-person shooting, the way the HUD is just not it's bad. It's, I know it's this just, now. It's bad. It's a technical showcase for the N64. Right. It was a, the first level. And it was Star was, Wars. And it was, it was amazing, a new yeah. guy. What was his name? Damn. Oh, oh that's right. And the out was the so outrider good. or whatever. The Flying his right. off-model uh, Millennium Falcon, yeah. which is canon. I think it's popped now up it is, in uh, yeah. one of the prequels or something uh, like that. And I have yeah. the tabletop uh, uh, game uh, and, and I have a model of that too. No, like I like a lot about it and I love that it exists, but it's just not good. Dash. Go and play it. <laughs> You'll be horrified. And yeah, I'm not the, music, gonna do it. the music is bad. Yeah. Well. As you're saying, the music's bad on all those N64 games, which is not crazy. Oh, 
Konami's well, games sound amazing. Super Mario 64 sounded good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Star Fox 64, like, it wasn't as good as the Super Nintendo chip, but yep. ultimately, I kind of dug it ultimately. Rope Squadron say, sounds amazing. Yeah. Melee has I, some tracks that are delightful. Melee had some great tracks. Yeah. Or no, the original the original Smash sounded I guess you're, yeah, OG Smash, sorry. Well, I guess I'm a big dummy then, because I said something that was very <laughs> untrue. No, I, it's okay. Started playing Star Fox 64 on Cat's Recommendation. I'm really enjoying it. The thing that I was found the most jarring, though, is that, like the voices don't match what they sounded like on the Super Nintendo version, which obviously they now they speak in English instead of going rip, 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 rip. But, oh, uh, wow. like, oh, that's good. Yeah. That was another game that I spent all my time playing and seeing how fast I could get through it. And I actually can still, can still True do it. True story. When I played the original for the first time on the Super Nintendo, I thought my Super Nintendo was broken. Really? Because I was like, they sound so strange that uh, there must be something <laughs> wrong with this garbled. game. So I was like taking out and blowing on it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always well, thought that um, that Falco said, Dober wing damage. That's what, yeah, that's what me and my brother would say. We said, we wing damage. Yeah, wing damage. we thought the same thing. But it's weird because you had those garbled uh, languages that they're speaking, but then you have like English language, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Fox to Corneria at the end. I, mm-hmm. That two second so, sample was just like the best reward for beating that game slippy slippy talking was one of the big n64 controversies like yeah. people really hated slippy's voice uh when 64 came out and were saying why didn't they just stick with the uh the animal sounds i well, like slippy's voice people he sounds very yes. anime that's yeah <laughs> i don't know falco's voice didn't sound right yeah I thought he was gonna sound tougher but anyway, that's what Americans always want is a tough sounding voice. Let's Slippy be Slippy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I didn't want Slippy to sound tough. I thought Slippy was fine. I thought Falco was going to be tougher. Ah. Uh, cool. Prima Donna than he is tough. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Like a, I was like expecting a... an Italian accent for Falco Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, that's all the time we have for Nintendo Voice Chat this week, but you can follow us on Twitter at NVC Podcast. You can submit your questions for the question block in the Facebook group. That is the most likely place where they are to be found, or you can send them to NVC at IGN.com. Uh, thanks to our guest, Michael Swaim. We appreciate you color coordinating, wearing a, a, a jaunty cap, We and we appreciate the uh, everything that you had to say this week, so thank you mm-hmm. so much. I'm gonna wanna th- I also want to thank Red on the ones and twos, Logan behind the scenes. Most of all, thanks to you for hanging out with us. Remember, NBC, the one and only place where you can. You seeing your dad yeah. soon, Fox? Get the thing. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.